0: thank the Lord for uh, really uh, literally thousands of people throughout the day yesterday in all four services. Uh, uh, We thank God for your presence and being with us and so ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 521 where i simply read the holy bible in the king james version each day in chronological order this unique viewpoint this unique arrangement of the holy scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, we are reading 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 23 through 32. Shall we pray? Everybody take this time to pray to your God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the God of your great-grandmother, for some of you your (coughs) great-great-grandmother, for some of you do not know that God, but he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what we heard when we were little children, and the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, connect with him and pray to him yourself. Don't just listen to me pray. No matter how eloquent and how melodious I sound, you pray to God for yourself. And some of you need to get saved. Some of you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you cannot hear me on Facebook, let us know. If you cannot, we have three different Facebook accounts. Most of you are on the BCN one Facebook account. Um, if you cannot hear me on BCNN1, the site bcna1.com or blackchristiannews.com if you can't hit me on <clears throat> gospel light society uh, .com or gospel light house of prayer.com or go to churchonline.com please let us know uh, if you are, if you can just see me but you can't hear me wherever you are in the world Uh, Text us, email us, whatever you have to do to contact us and let us know. Because hearing, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Shall we pray together? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for April, March, February, and January of this year. I praise you and I thank you for allowing us to see May. And uh, Holy Father God, thank you for uh, allowing us to participate in, for those of us who were privileged to participate in last night, communion. Uh, And uh, Holy Father God, what a way to open the month of May on the 1st of May. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is uh, alive and well, sitting at your right hand, interceding for us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your praying for us. Thank you for giving us the privilege to pray for others and to pray in your holy name. And we praise you and we thank you for your Holy Ghost your Holy Spirit living in us for those of us who are saved and available to those who will get saved. And Holy Father God, I pray, and I thank you and we thank you for your Holy Word for those of us who are saved. We individually, Lord, confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you Lord, help us to live like communion is served every day. That we will not walk in an unworthy fashion before you. And uh, Lord, uh, help us not to foolishly think that once we take communion, we can live any kind of way we want. And Holy Father God, and help us not, help people not to take communion unworthily. For millions have died for doing so for years living in sin. And, uh, as was mentioned, Lord, as I mentioned yesterday, does not have to be gross sin like adultery, or homosexuality, or fornication. It can be disobedience uh, to a wife disobeying her husband, a husband not loving his wife, Children not disobeying their parents, Uh, these are the most common sins, and you hate them just as much as you do other sins. Only we think of some sins being worse than others. All sin is terrible in your sight, Uh, for your eyes are far purer than ours, and help us to understand that. And so, Holy Father God, uh, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. Wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and make it uh, to make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would uh, rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts from us, Lord, today, and from all people everywhere who name the name of Christ, and rebuke all persecutors and judices on the inside and on the outside in the family and outside of the family, in the church and outside of the church. Uh, for, Lord, my greatest enemies have always been religious people and family family folks. And I thank you for the persecution. I thank you, Lord, uh, for my thorns in the flesh. For, Lord, they have uh, propelled me to do far more than what I would have done otherwise. So, Lord, help people who name the name of Christ and who are under attack and so forth to not look at everything so negatively, but to be thankful for all that you allow and all that you do. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Uh, That you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias Out of my wife Marika White and out of all other people uh, Lord in our family who have that problem uh, And all other people who name the name of Christ and Lord uh, so that the people will not be shocked, as you know, I have been praying like this for thirty, four years of our marriage. Uh, uh, there is such a thing called generational curses, but Lord, you know how to break those curses. And uh, so, Holy Father God, rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell. And the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. And Lord, uh, cast out not only those demonic spirits, uh, but cast out the sins that they produce. Pharaoh-style pride, which is a lake of fire destination pride. Stubbornness that goes with it. Rebelliousness that goes with it. Uh, bad attitudes, bad spirits, grieving and quenching your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray for the salvation of my wife and others in my family who are not saved, religious but lost. And I pray the same for other uh, so-called Christian families who have people who are religious but lost. They have never been saved. These are they that you said you will say to them, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would open blinded eyes and unstop deaf ears. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give us sweet victory today over the world, the flesh and the devil. And Holy Father God, uh, we pray that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Grant me, Lord, your energy, your strength. In my older age, your unction and your anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit, to uh, read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel, even today. And Holy Father God, we pray that lost souls would be saved, Christians would be revived, your Holy Name would be glorified, and uh, Jesus Christ would be lifted up. Grant us all your grace who uh, name the name of Christ and who say that we are saved uh, to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right throughout this day. As your Christian disciples, we ought to be consistent in our behavior. Help us to be that by the power of your Holy Spirit and by the power of your Holy Word. And uh, Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, we pray, uh, that you will help us who name the name of Christ and who say that we're saved because we have believed in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent help the people to pray here, help others uh, away who are are not in the building around the world to pray themselves. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of those who are lost, Uh, family, friends, and foes, and people all around the world. And we pray for the uh, revival of the saved We pray, Lord, for the healing of the sick. We pray for the comfort of the grieving and mourning uh, uh, due to the coronavirus plague, where millions upon millions have died, and we live in a wicked, evil, ungodly world that does not even want to acknowledge it, totally trying to disrespect you, Uh, just like the people of Babel who, uh, no matter they had in their minds, and uh, so many people in America have in their minds, that no matter what happens, they're going to try to make it seem like everything is all right. And we're going to continue to go on with what we want to do in our evil and sin and wickedness, even in the church. We're going to try to we're going to try to hold on to our agenda and our plans and our goals, no matter how uh, devastating your punishment and your chastisement has been upon us. And so, Holy Father God, it's nothing but pride that you hate so much. Instead of us humbling ourselves and kneeling in prayer and pleading with you to forgive us. Uh, People want to go on and act like everything is all right, and it's not. Governments are doing it. Churches are doing it. Families are doing it. All to no avail. Just this morning, New York City had to uh, increase uh, the level regarding the coronavirus situation because... Uh, there's an increase in the number of people getting sick, as this is a plague of long continuance and it's not going to end until you say so. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we pray that you would help these people that I have named around the world. Draw them to yourself for salvation across this country, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, together for all Christian people who are faithfully serving you and who are born again. Lord, uh, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Lord, help them to hear the gospel and be saved for those who are lost. And Holy Father God, uh, help us as your Christian people, by your grace, to confess our sins and to repent and to get our hearts right with you, and then, Lord, uh, and do right by you. And then, Lord, deliver us, we do pray, from all of our distresses and afflictions. Deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. Help us to learn the lessons you want us to learn, and help us to go through those things with good cheer. And Lord, we pray that you would deliver all of us from spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial and student loan debt, student progress problems in all of our families. And Holy Father God, help your people to downsize as things are worse and they are getting worse and will get worse They will not hear this from the government. They will not hear this from the business community. Uh, But things are very bad, and they're going to get worse. And so, Lord, help your wise saints to downsize quickly and uh, get rid of all debt that they can possibly get rid of and move into something that they uh, can pay for and have it paid for going forward. And then, Lord, bless and protect uh, your people and all people from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, and a utilities crisis. As one pastor has uh, raised the question, do I need to take out a second mortgage to pay my utility bill? Uh, My utility bills. And so, Lord God in heaven, help your people and, uh, Lord, help the lost to come to know your Savior through the pressure that is being applied uh, for all of our good. And, Lord, I do pray that your will be done regarding Russia and Ukraine uh, and, Lord, help your Christian people to stop taking sides unwisely and to pray. And Holy Father God, we pray that you'd bless and protect, Lord, my family, all of my children, all of my offspring, and our family extended, and we pray for all Christians who name the name of Christ and their families. Protect us all, Lord, from ourselves, for we are our greatest enemy. Protect us, Lord, from our flesh and uh, the devil. Protect us, Lord, from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family. Protect us from evil people in the church and in the world. Place, Lord, upon us today the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire cover us and cleanse us through the blood of the lord jesus christ and make us to be whiter than snow help us to walk in the power of your holy spirit throughout this day help us to pray without ceasing and not drop our god help us to be sober-minded vigilant and watchful as you have commanded us to be for we're in enemy territory help us to continue to gain ground in jesus christ's name we pray And for his sake, Amen. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read. In your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible at 1 Kings chapter seven, verses 23 through 32. And he made a molten sea, 10 cubits from the one brim to the other. Uh, it was round all about, and his height was five cubits, and a line of thirty cubits did compass it round about. And under the brim of it round about there were knobs, compassing it ten in a cubit passing the sea roundabout, the knops were cast in two rows when it was cast. It stood upon twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east, and the sea was set above upon them, and all their hinder parts were inward. And it was an hand breadth thick, and the brim thereof was wrought like the brim of a cup, with flowers of lilies, it contained two thousand baths. And he made ten bases of brass. Four cubits was the length of one base, and four cubits the breadth thereof, and three cubits the height of it. And the work of the bases was on this manner. They had borders and the borders were between the ledges. And on the borders that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, and cherubims. And upon the ledges there was a base above and beneath. Beneath the lions and oxen were certain additions made of thin work. And every base had four brazen wheels and plates of brass, and the four corners thereof had undersetters. Under the lava were undersetters, molten at the side of every addition. And the mouth of it within the chapter and above was a cubit, but the mouth thereof was round after the work of the base a cubit and in half. And also upon the mouth of it were gravings with their borders foursquare, not round. and under the borders were four wheels, and the axle trees of the wheels were joined to the base, and the height of a wheel was a cubit, and half a cubit, shall we pray. Holy Father God, I pray, in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I praise you and I thank you for the power of your Holy Word and what it does in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and spirits. It is absolutely amazing and it is not like any other book. For Lord, we can read a passage like this that some people would, who are not spiritual, call boring and get a message. and In fact, multiple messages and blessings. That's how powerful your word is. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for it. Help us now to love it, to cherish it, to obey it, to live by it, and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening This is the podcast and this is episode number 568 Dr. Spurgeon has chosen for our scripture reading uh, today our devotional scripture reading, Jeremiah 15:21. very few people can bring it like Dr. Spurgeon. that's why we still call him the prince of preachers. Jeremiah 15:21 and I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. Note, as Dr. Spurgeon continues, the glorious personality of the promise, I will, I will. The Lord Jehovah himself interposes to deliver and redeem his people. And allow me to say here that not only did Dr. Spurgeon have to me the mother load of unction and anointing on his life and ministry by God, by God's grace, in fact Spurgeon said it's all of grace. But uh, he was a great writer, in my opinion, on the level of of Shakespeare, a great writer. Like we have today, so we have a few preachers who are great writers as well. Dwight McKissick is a great writer. Dr. Tony Evans is a great writer. Um, And there are others who are great writers. Dr. Michael Brown wrote an article uh, a few days ago that it was so powerful it moved me to tears. And I'm hard to move to tears. Only somebody who can make me cry is God. So thank God for the gifted writers and and people who are preachers too it's amazing anyway Spurgeon was that way uh, a gifted writer and he didn't have much help like we do today but he produced volumes anyway back to the text he pledges himself personally to rescue them his own arm shall do it has God ever rescued you that he may have the glory. Here is not a word said of any effort of our own which may be needed to assist the Lord. Neither our weakness is taken into the, pardon me, Neither our strength nor our weakness is taken into the account, but the lone eye, like the sun in the heavens, shines out resplendent in all sufficiency. Why then do we calculate our forces and consult with flesh and blood? To our grievous wounding. Jehovah has power enough without borrowing from our puny arm. By the way folks I've already told you this many times. God taught me that early on in my Christian life. Has God ever told you like he told me? I don't need your help. You, You just obey me and you do what I tell you. I I don't need your help to take care of you because I was trying to have some kind of control and, you know, get a job because he he called me to preach and wanted me to be full time and so I I wanted to kind of help with that and make sure I get get some kind of sure paycheck and he he made it clear to me "Uh, I know I want you to live by faith, I want you to preach by faith, I've called you to full-time service and that's what I want you to do and the way he called me to full-time service he said to me now Daniel somebody has to be full-time for me and uh, but I wanted I I, you know I was I guess weak in faith and I wanted to try to get a job and and get some kind of thing going and he slapped it all down every time I did that he tried to he, he not try he slapped it down He wanted me to be totally uh, given over to uh, serving him. And he, he told me, I don't need your help. Has God ever told you that? Anyway, peace. Back to the text. Ye unbelieving thoughts, be still and know that the Lord reigneth. That's basically what God told me. Nor is there a hint concerning secondary means and causes. The Lord says nothing of friends and helpers. He undertakes the work alone and feels no need of human arms to aid him. Vain are all our lookings around to companions and relatives. May I say something to you for those of you who God has called to full-time service. It's an amazing thing, isn't it, how He has worked in our hearts to have faith in Him. We thank the Lord for the help of people. We thank the Lord for the help of people that God touches their hearts to support you and to stand with you and to help you with the things you need so that you can do the ministry. We thank, we're thankful to God for family members who stand with us and support us financially. Friends who stand with us and support us financially. Uh... People we don't even know who stand with us and support us financially, but when you are called by God to do something, uh, especially by faith and uh, and go for Him full time, there's something in your heart that God put there that lets you know that you He's the one providing the things you need. He's the one who even touches the hearts of family members, friends, and foes, and people you don't know, to stand with you and to support you. So you're not leaning on flesh. You're not leaning on family members. You're not leaning on friends and foes and people you don't know. You're leaning on God. And I cannot explain all of that to you. Uh, only people who have been called like that and who uh, they have experienced that, they know what I'm talking about. That you, you, you love everybody, you're, mad at every, you're not mad at anybody, uh, but do not think you're going to control me with the money you give. Do not think you're going to manipulate me because of the money you give. I, I'm quick to tell people that. Now, if God, and, and, and my, everybody who knows me knows, I'll tell you in a heartbeat, if God is not leading you to give anything to help with the ministry, don't, don't give it now because it's not going to change what I do. It's not going to change my preaching. I'm going to preach what God leads me to preach. And uh, so do not think that your money is going to manipulate me or control me uh, because my trust is in God. God is the one who led you to give. God is the one who is leading you to give. See, and I have that kind of faith and confidence in God that if you get mad at me and you don't want to, you don't like what I said... What I preached. And you getting mad at me. And you think you're going to hold some money back from me. I guarantee you God will replace you. I have that kind of faith in God. It's, it's happened like this. Throughout 42 years of ministry. And God will put me in a position. Where, uh, God will put me in a situation. Where. Uh, I don't need that much support. Anyhow. God will take care of his own and God will take care of his people. And understand that if you do something for somebody uh, in the ministry like I am, uh, God is the one leading you to do it. And so give him the glory, praise, and honor for the privilege. They are broken reeds if we lean upon them. Don't, preachers, stop leaning upon people, and lean upon God. God will take care of you. And, and by the way, you preachers who are trying to live high on the hog, you prosperity gospel, but you need to downsize. Because the people are going to forsake you, because they have to. They don't have the money to pay these high electricity bills. Huh? And it's going up and up. And and, and if you think it's going to get better, uh, I have a bridge I want to sell you. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. We have sinned too much. And the wrath of God is upon us. And this is just the 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 uh out of the, the 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 smaller waves, we haven't seen the tidal waves yet. We have sown the wind, and we will reap the whirlwind. So you better find a place uh, to confess your sins and repent. If you are a Christian, if you're not a Christian, you need to uh, find a place to believe in Jesus Christ and become one. And everybody, if you're not filthy rich, you need to downsize. All of you pastors, every last one of you, all of you preachers need to downsize. Most of you have quit already. And by the way, let me say here, right now, that I've already publicly warned Brother Stetzer with church leaders. Um, And I'm saying now, if he's not going to retract uh, his endorsement of Andy Stanley's book, Andy Stanley is a heretic, a false pastor and a false preacher. Uh, Same thing for Pastor Greer. They both need to resign. Especially Mr. Stetzer. He needs to resign from church leaders, so-called church leaders, because of the influence of that magazine upon pastors. If he truly believes what Andy Stanley believes, he needs to resign immediately. I pray that he will be Christian enough, man enough to do so. And you tell him I said so if he's not watching right now live. he cannot be the head of church leaders. And if he's going to remain there, I will say to you that the church leader magazine is a corrupt magazine straight from hell and run by the devil. (coughs) But I believe that Mr. Stetzer will retract the statement, the endorsement, and will separate from Andy Stanley. That's what I believe he's going to do. And Greer uh, will follow him. But they cannot be considered leaders of the Evangelical Church and Southern Baptist Church being in cahoots with a man who has tried to gut the Bible and gut Christianity of his foundation publicly. Somebody is being paid. Now God just laid, laid on my heart to say that. And that needs to be done post haste. Anyway. Back to the text. Often unwilling when able and unable when they are willing since the promise comes alone from God, it would be well to wait only upon Him. And so many of you need to do that. Stop depending upon flesh. Stop depending upon people, people will let you down. Pardon me. Stop depending upon family members. Depend upon God only. He's the only faithful one in your life. Thank God for whatever little bit they do, but don't depend upon them because your own family members will forsake you and turn into Judas's on you like they did Jesus. And Jesus warned us of that. And see, this is one why God does not want you To love your family members and friends more than you love him. Because he knows you're going to have to call on him after a while. Because they're going to forsake you. And lie on you. And become Judas's to you. And will betray you. Just like Judas betrayed Jesus. My greatest enemies are my own family. My greatest enemy Uh, As an individual is my wife, Marika White. She's here right now helping in the ministry. And that that ought to let you know, women, she's better than you because you would be raising hell if your husband said anything negative about you. You wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't help. Uh, even though I don't, I, I do not believe she's safe, she's better than most of you are You say, well, I tell you what, uh, if you ever said anything about me, I'm glad I didn't marry you. The feelings is a mutual, devil woman. I'm so <laughs> okay, so that I mean, I'm so glad I didn't marry you. See. But if you can't tell the truth to your spouse, then you really don't have a marriage. And I'm not going to lie to you, because I I am a husband, like uh, other husbands, we don't want to say anything negative about anybody in our family, so I I didn't say anything about it publicly for years, up until now, God has given me the liberty to do so, and I told my wife, I don't know, I can't put my finger on all of it, as to why. Other than either you're getting ready to die, or there's somebody out there who is religious but lost. And God has given me me the liberty and us the liberty to share this truth that I have been telling her for years. I remember when uh, she was acting like the devil right after my daughter, Danny, was born. And I had to, I, I, I had to literally uh, say, you need to get saved and, and, and let's, let's pray right now. That's when my daughter Danny was a baby. She's 30-something years old now. So this has been going on for 34 years. And I've been praying just like I'm praying now. And this has happened many times before in marriages and families down through the years. Many pastors, many preachers especially, uh, evangelists, have had difficult times with their wives, oftentimes because they have never been saved themselves. And if you got constant uh, a person in your family, you've got a wife who is constantly contrary to God's will and God's word, you may have a wife who is not saved. And it's your job to try to lead her to the Lord. If she's willing to do so. You can't make her get saved, but here's what you need to know. If you're saved, sir, there ought to be a peaceful, loving, wonderful uh, marriage relationship 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And your wife ought to be cheerfully, joyfully submissive to you and all about what you uh, want done. Uh, and, and she would be if she's truly saved <coughs> and born again. If she's co- constantly contrary uh, and rebellious and disobedient and has a nasty attitude, particularly when it's time to pray and read the Bible, you've got a devil on your hands. And you better tell her so. Now, in my case, I married a Jamaican woman for uh, the reasons that I wanted to marry her for. And uh, I never uh, never knew before that the Jamaican people, generally speaking, especially the women, are very, very stubborn, very proud. And so that's what we're dealing with. I, I think it's a pride issue. No one wants to say they're saved. and been saved for 40 years or more. And uh, uh, now they have to admit that they were not saved. And Jesus dealt with this very thoroughly. How that you can hear the gospel and be happy about it, but still not get it. And uh, so forth. And that's where I believe my wife is. And she's right here helping in the ministry. She may not want to. She may not be excited about it as I am. But uh, she she's here, and so uh, uh, as I said, some of you wouldn't be here. If I said one thing to you neg- negative about you, uh, and and to your to your face privately, you wouldn't be here. So she's better than you, even though she's lost, and on her way to hell, she's better than you. Some of you so-called Christian women, wives, mothers, mean as the devil, disrespectful to your husband, disrespectful, bad attitude, all that. And I do believe, at the same time, that even though a woman may not be saved, Thousands of women have acted better than some Christian women. They chose to do what was right because it would be better for them and for the children. And and they kept a peaceful uh, household because it was better for everybody. By the way, my uh, daughters are fixing me. Uh... We're, right now, we're, we're vegetarian, but we will not be on Mother's Day. They are fixing me. Man, i probably the greatest Mother's Day meal ever. Because when they were little children, they, they called me the father and the mother because they, they felt the love from me, whereas they didn't feel it from her. And they never have. And so let me just tell you a few things. Some kind of glazed salmon. And some whipped mashed potatoes, whipped potatoes, with bacon. I think I'm going to try to go with the turkey bacon. I'm going to try my best, and not the real bacon. Uh, With uh, cheese. In fact, it's a potato casserole is what it is, and there's some other stuff in it, which I've never had before, and I'm looking forward to it. And then some uh, baked vegetables. And then a cake that I've never heard of before. And I can tell you where they're getting it from. Trisha. Just go to Trisha.com. I believe it's Trisha Yearwood. And Buddy, she put her foot in it, and, uh, and, and when I saw it, uh, it, it looked so delicious, it makes your tongue snap your brain out your head. The cake is an apple chocolate cake. I've never heard of it in my life, but I know it's good. That's what they're going to make for me on Mother's Day. And I don't have a motherly bone in my body, but I do have God's love in my heart for my children. And uh, I have always had that. It's just, and I thank God. Um, because, because, you see, you can't fake that. You can't fake that love for your children. And some of you parents, some of you wives, some of you mothers, uh, this is not going to be a great Mother's Day for you because you have never loved your children. You only love yourself. You're only concerned about yourself. And your uh, sweet, uh, loving, Joseph-like husband has never said anything to you about it, so God has assigned me to tell you. and He ain't mad at me. Thank God, uh, none of my brethren have listened to the pillow talk of their wicked Jezebel wives to try to stop me from saying what I'm saying. You know why? Because they're sick of it. They've seen too much of it, including pastors. Wives controlling the church, controlling uh, the church through the trustees, through the deacons, through the pastor. Jezebels, mean as the devil. And the meanness and the hatred is towards God Almighty. Wicked Jezebels who are mocking women who are trying to do it the right way. It's a shame before God. One lady tried to teach women to submit to their husbands and be obedient to their husbands and subject uh, themselves to their husbands and do the right thing. And uh, she was mocked to the point she didn't even want anybody to see her face. Her name was erased. Mocked by other wicked women. Jezebels, <clears throat> but one day you're going to learn from God that his way is the right way. In fact, that was her tagline, or uh, uh, whatever you call hashtag line, God's way is the best way. Now, so now she's talking, she's talking real good, because God's way is the best way. And I have said to you women before, and I want to say to you again, if you choose to get married, you need to respect your husband, and you need to submit to your husband, and you need to love and care for your children. And really, before you go out here and try to conquer the world and be somebody's pastor and all of that, pastor your own children and love them. Uh, I know you think that you got all forever. a child is two years old. Uh, I'm here to tell you that you don't have forever, to raise those children, and for them to get to know you and love you back. <clears throat> right now, I told my wife, I said, your oldest daughters, and one, uh, 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 one of the daughters is rich, they ought, they ought to have come, they, they ought to be picking you up and taking you to the mall and, and and buying you things and and you all shop together and eat lunch together and drink coffee together. That has never happened because of how you treated them when they were here. I know some of you women don't like it and you want to try to tell your girlfriends don't listen to me. They still listen to me anyway. <coughs> you try to get your husband uh, to uh, try to uh, reel me in. He's never done it. Your husband's never emailed me, never called me. Nothing. And he's not going to do it. Because he's sick and tired of your mess. And how you have hurt the church. And hurt his ministry with your foolishness and your rebelliousness. Trying to play Cupid in the church between divorced people allowing homosexuality in the church and other such foolishness. Anyway, I do not digress. And when we do so, back to the text, our expectation never fails us. That is, when we trust in God and we depend upon God and not family members and friends. Uh, some of you preachers need to divorce yourself from some people so that you can truly preach. I told T.D. Jakes that, uh, that God did not put Oprah in his life to hinder him and to have him to talk foolishly about homosexuality, or Tyler Perry, uh, or the homosexual, Don Lemon, Sour Lemon, and and, 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 uh, CNN. He put them in his life for him to lead them and to guide them and to tell them right from wrong and not compromise. And if they can't deal with that, then they don't need to be friends anymore. No matter how much money you have given. And I can't give it back because it's already spent. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now y'all do what y'all want to do. But I I have come this far by faith in my God. And I told him I will never do that again. I'll never sin against him like that. Pardon me. Who are the wicked that we should fear them? Back to the text. The Lord will utterly consume them. They are to be pitied rather than feared. As for terrible ones, they are only terrors to those who have no God to fly to. My, my, my. Isn't it wonderful to have a God to fly to, to go to? Do you know my favorite time of the day is prayer time? I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what kind of difficulty is uh, coming our way. As long as I can fly to God. I'm alright, I'm alright, my mother can betray me, my children can betray me, my wife has already betrayed me multiple times and is my greatest enemy to this day. I don't care what the situation is, I can always fly to my God. And let me tell you folks something, who, who you, you have to have juicy prayers all of the time. Your prayers may not be juicy all of the time. They may be dry. But it's not about how juicy your prayers are. It's not about how much you can shout and, and shake people's hands off while you're holding hands and, and gyrate. It's about faith in God. And, and having faith in God is everything. Because with God all things are possible. Back to the text, for when the Lord is on our side, whom shall we fear? If we run into sin to please the wicked, we have cause to be alarmed. But if we hold fast our integrity, the rage of tyrants shall be overruled for our good. When the fish swallowed Jonah, he found him a morsel, which he could not digest. And when the world devours the church, or when the church allows the world and the devil to devour it because of our sin and foolishness, it is glad to be rid of it again. In all times of fiery trial and patience, let us possess our souls. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead, Spurgeon, he being dead, yet speaketh. Uh, Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you so much for this time together around your holy word. With your servant who is in heaven, but yet ministering to us today, this is a real thing and this is real good and we all give you the glory from heaven to earth and back to heaven again we give you all of the glory the praise and the honor for all of it is due your holy name in Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake amen now ladies and gentlemen we move to the family verses uh, for the past three days, we have dealt with the commandments of God to the wife, <coughs> and now for the next three days, we're going to deal with uh, what the what God has commanded husbands to do. Uh, what service number is this? Uh, technician. I know it's over 700, and uh, every service, every standing between the living and the dead service, for over 700 plus services, we have focused in on this passage, what I call the family verses. And this is 716, service 716, uh, almost near the time when the plague set in. That's why God led me to start this service, to help you to get through it. And so, uh, this is our family segment. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 32. We'll read it today and expound on it a little bit today and more tomorrow. Here's what God suggests to husbands know. Here's what God advises husbands know. Here's what God commands husbands to do. And I don't understand why you don't understand this. You husbands and wives. This is this these are a series of commandments. God does not suggest anything. God does not advise anything. He is he gives commandments and he expects you to obey them. God expects you to do it, and Jesus expects you to do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. So right now, husbands, uh, while you're over at Sylvia's house. Contemplating a divorce, get up and go back and obey the commandment of God. Do it now. It's it's your choice. God will give you the power to love your wife. Love may not always look like a date. For as I have said before, contrary to the sweet evangelicals doing all this dating foolishness, we're not dating anymore. We're married. We can date right here in the house. And have the best date ever. Uh, Loving your wife may not look like what the sweet evangelicals have created it to be. And, and, And let me help you husbands. You don't have to fit in. Men, look at me. You don't have to fit in. With the sweet evangelicals, the men. It's nothing. The church is a big peer pressure pot. Where where everybody wants you to act the way that they want you to act. And they're not even doing it themselves. Because we're going to hear about them in front of people in about four weeks. Getting a divorce. Okay? Because that, listen to me, excuse me, that mess does not work. It's got to be real love. Okay, from God, God's love. That's what's going to hold you together as a couple. And for some of you, that may be an expression of love, your real love. And if that's the case, and you really got it going on like that, I think uh, uh, Chuck Swindoll called it the uh, striking the original match. I hope to God you have it like that. Uh, but most of you don't, obviously. So don't be trying to fit in with the promise keepers. And they're talking about you have a, a, a porn addiction. You don't have a porn addiction. You need vagina. You need sex with your wife. Loving, passionate sex with your wife who has you on a schedule my daughter danny told me about a show Uh, i forget the name of the show and i i I took a peek at it and one of my favorite actresses she's just a sweetheart to me reese witherspoon she was playing the wife and in the show uh, she put her husband on a schedule and, and it had to be all put together and everything. Like every two weeks, they're supposed to have sex together. That's what's wrong with some of you, sweet evangelical men. You're not getting sex, and you're online hunting for sex, and you don't even realize it. And you got the sweet evangelical scholars telling you that it's a, an addiction, that's a lie to hell. You want sex, man, and you're not getting it. From your refrigerator wife. Who has you on a schedule. We must have rose petals. Placed on the floor and on the bed. You must give me flowers. You must take me on a nice expensive date. You must open the door for me. And all of that. Before you can touch this. Otherwise you can't touch this. The devil is a lie. So let me tell you wives something. Uh, do not do that. Don't put your husband on the schedule. You listen, to, listen to me. Listen to me wives. I know you've been taught that you control all of that. As far as sex uh, with your husband and all of that. You, no, no, no baby. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Your husband controls that. Anytime he wants you, you need to make yourself available. By any means necessary. And, and, and all this complaining about him uh, watching porn would go away because when you're satisfied, you don't want to watch porn. And you need to be careful yourself because you're watching porn too because you're not having sex. Got your husband on the schedule now that he's married. I got him married. I got him right where I want to have him. So I can control him that way, I can manipulate him. The devil is a lie, and you're the devil. You're acting like the devil. Uh-huh. See, see you, you're withholding something from him that will benefit you as well. This needs to be happening regularly. I know at least until uh, he's 61. I don't know what happens as we get older, but at least until he's 61, I know that to be a fact. Because I'm 61. Now, and even though uh, my wife is my greatest enemy, she's never failed in that area. That's one of the reasons why I married her, and that's what I got. And you cannot afford to fail. And by the way... Uh, that movie fire engine or firehouse or whatever uh, done by the sweet evangelicals and I love you the man was a good man trying to do the right thing and the wife was a whore, and, and and I don't care what you have to say about it that movie was not worth a flip that's 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 what most evangelical churches pastors and people want you to believe the man is a devil he halfway struggled with um uh pornography it wasn't an addiction his wife was a whore out there whoring around with a doctor at the hospital firehouse or whatever his name the name of the movie it was a joke then it's a joke now She was the one who was wrong. Everybody in the Christian community. oh, he's so wrong. Uh, Try and look at Pernod. Well, if he was getting some vagina from his wife and some sex and some loving sex, then uh, he would never looked at that. He was a good man, hardworking man. The devil is a lie. Anyway, I must move on. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 32. Husbands, this is God's commandment to you. Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And God will help you to do that with his agape love. But his agape love is a many splendid thing. It may not look like a date. It may look like a rebuke. You may love your wife enough to realize that she's not saved. She's lost For we will know them by their fruits. And you need to tell her so. Uh, Your loving her may tell her no. You don't look skinny in that dress. You look fat in that dress. Don't wear it. You look better with your hair up. Not down as you want to, for some reason, wear it. You look better in uh, business suits than a dress. Tell her the truth. That's love, too. In fact, that is the proof of your love. In fact, telling each other the truth will help each other become better. That's what God wants done in a marriage. And gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. I'll talk more about that tomorrow. That he might present it to himself a glorious church not having a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So are men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth, him, uh, he that loveth his wife loveth himself. So if you don't love your wife, you don't love yourself. That's foolishness. Because I love me. And so I want, therefore, the best for my wife. And sometimes the best for my wife is not letting her have her way. And not letting her have uh, something she would like to have. Because she's not living up to her, uh, uh, living up to what a Bible says a wife is. That's love, too. See? Well, what about grace? You know, uh, see, it, 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 I'm so glad you raised that. Because here's where God is, my dear friends, on, on that. You have twisted it. You have come to believe foolishly that grace is about letting people have their way, have what they want, do what they want, even though they are doing well. Where in the hell? Did you get that from? No, no, no. Grace is all about your salvation and all about after you are saved. Grace is all about godliness, holiness, helping you to be righteous in your behavior. I call it the system of grace. It is driving you and helping you to do the right thing. To be obedient to God. To be godly in your behavior. To have a godly Christian attitude and spirit. To be loving and all of that. Not for you to be mean as the devil and hateful. And, 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 and then cry grace and rebellious and disobedient and then cry grace I don't, you, you, I don't know how, where you got that from other than the devil and your false pastor and your false preacher that's where you got it from it's foolishness grace is all about do after you get saved grace read your bible I'm preaching a whole series on this I think we're on Saturday night or oh, Wednesday night one one of, one of those night. So tune in then to help you to understand it too so I can disabuse you of this foolishness that you believe grace is. Grace is not for you sinning against God, man, woman. He will apply grace if you're willing to confess your sins and repent of your sins. Men have, husbands have gone through hell listening to these false pastors teaching them that grace is about letting your wife have her way. Do what she wants to do. Say what she wants to say. Fly up in your face. And you attempted to do a, 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 a ray ray, which you better not do and do that. Don't do a ray ray. <coughs> Well you take your fist and you knock her head off, don't do it right, right now because that's, that's not going to work. No. No, it's your job to love uh, your wife in such a way that you don't let her even get to that point where you want to do something like that. You rebuke her early on. You say rebuke is love? Yes, man, woman, are you crazy people? Huh? Has God? Ever, are you saved? Has God ever rebuked you? Has God ever chastised you? If you're the judge, he's doing it now. Are you? How you doing? Huh? You having a great time under the plague? You having a great time being threatened with nuclear uh, bombs falling on you? Huh? How are we doing? Huh? Yeah. Uh, that's God's love too. Jesus Christ said. In fact. Because I love you, I rebuke and chasten you. The greatest thing that God ever did in my life after I got saved was chastise me. Which I did not believe that God would chastise me. I heard the preacher preach on it as a young Christian. I said, Long as you don't chastise me, I'm going to be fine. I can take God's chastisement. I learned that I cannot, I don't mess with God. I don't, no sir. The only reason why I do not have a girlfriend on the side, and I could have one, is because not because I love my wife so much, is because I fear God so much, and that's how most men are. They fear what God will do to them. God will fix you. You go on with your bad self. this is a great mystery but i speak concerning christ in the church all right ladies and gentlemen we will pick it up there tomorrow let's pray for other families and pray for other people at this time holy father god we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ for all christian families That you would revive them again, red, yellow, black, and white. And Lord, we pray for the salvation of those families that don't know your Savior. And help them all to apply your Holy Word to their lives. So that they can have a peaceful, joyful, happy family. A family that has order in it and productivity in it uh, and that gets things done for your kingdom. And then Holy Father God we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. Draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray also Lord for all people who name the name of Christ Forgive us of our wicked, evil sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. Because we have disobeyed you, Lord, we're in the mess we're in today. As Dr. Brown told many pastors on yester- on each pa- over this past weekend in a very beautiful, powerful, moving way. And Holy Father God, we pray... In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Lord God in heaven, we pray that you would save those who are lost and revive those who are saved. We pray, Lord, for all people who are in the Ministry of Government, including the President of the United States, it doesn't matter to to us, whether he's a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent, never has. And we pray, Lord, that you would save their souls, Uh, people who are in the Ministry of Government, uh, from the President on down and all around the world, In Russia and in the Ukraine as well as in Jerusalem we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and we pray that you'll save the souls of these people revive those who are saved and Lord cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who are in it for the wrong reason and save their souls that we may and and that they would do things in such a way They will lead us to have uh, peace in our communities and in our lives, by your grace. And Holy Father God, we pray for all Christians who are being persecuted in America, China, Kenya, Nigeria, the Philippines, and around the world. Comfort them, and Lord, lead them and protect them in the way that you will have them to go and Lord give them your grace for their trying hours and for their dying hours if necessary Holy Father God let your will be done and now Lord we pray for we have prayed for the millions Lord who are hurting and who are mourning and grieving due to the coronavirus plague and due to war because of our own sins in the church uh, and uh, other reasons. And Holy Father God, we uh, pray for a few by name. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Montana nurse Diane Foreman, Ruby, we pray for the family and friends of Ohio nurse Mary Wilson Price. We pray for the family and friends of Montana uh, banker Louise Agnes Sletton. We pray for the family and friends of Montana teacher Melvin Edward Schult, And we pray for the family and friends of California veteran Kevin D. Jean Smith. Uh, These are people who have lost loved ones to the coronavirus plague. Comfort them as only you can. Strengthen them as only you can. And draw them to yourself for salvation as only you can. We pray now, Lord, for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests. And we pray for the thousands of folks who have done so in the past. And uh, we pray that you will help them to continue to pray and help us to continue to pray for them. Please continue to answer our prayers. And Lord, we pray for the salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical uh, blessings upon them all, including these people uh, who have sent in prayer requests or asked us to pray for them. And Lord, we pray for Vicki. She has a friend who needs to be saved uh, and encouraged in the faith. We pray for Vicki for being faithful uh, and sending in prayer requests for not only herself but for other people. We pray for my friend and my brother Raphael who is going through persecution at the age of 71 at a place of business. Please strengthen him and encourage him in the faith. We pray, Lord, for Ravi. Please bless him with Urdu Bibles. Sewing machines for the widows, food for the orphans and disabled children, and food packages for the poor and needy families in Pakistan. We pray, Lord, for Sir Faz. Please bless his church planting ministry, the free health project for sick people, and the free education program for adults uh, and poor children. Bless him with a ministry vehicle a ministry office, Urdu Bibles, and gospel materials in his native language. Support for pastors and partners to support him. And now, Lord, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. Uh, And, Lord, we pray for the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you. We pray for a few by name. Uh, Lord, today we pray for Daisy, Help them all to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Razak, Victor, Desheta, Melwort. And now we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives through the preaching of your Holy Word, the whole counsel of God, from this pulpit. And Lord, you have drawn them back to yourself by your Word and by the power of your Holy Spirit. We have nothing to do with it and we pray for all of the thousands who have come back to you through the preaching of your holy word and we pray for a few by name we pray for Tracy Travis Shariel Dan and Harold we we'll commit we commit all of these souls into your hands let your will be done in their lives and in ours and uh, we pray for lost souls to come to know your savior uh, even today right now today by the power of your grace by the power of your gospel by the power of your holy word in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake amen dear friend if you're with us today and uh, you are not saved you are not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ please uh, if you want to get saved understand these things. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3:23, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." Please accept the fact that you are a sinner. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin, not because of cancer, not because of mental illness, not because of the coronavirus plague. We die because of our sin. Uh, You say, well, what is sin? Lying, breaking the Ten Commandments, lying, stealing, Lusting after somebody or something uh, Dishonoring and disrespecting and disobeying your parents uh, Dishonoring God by taking his name in vain. We have a sinful nature We sin because we have a sinful nature we are a walking sin factory and So therefore we are sinners And because of our sin we die which is not a fun thing. Uh, Death is a punishment, death is a judgment and God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful bluish greenish whitish place called earth He will allow you to go to hell if you reject Jesus Christ If you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and hell is a real place because Jesus Christ God in the flesh Emmanuel said so Third accept the fact that you are on the road to hell Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible And more on hell than any Apostle in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached in one of his sermons, Mark 9, 43 through 48, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell Into the fire that never shall be quenched. God wanted you, Jesus Christ wanted you to understand fully. That hell is a place of fire and pain and torment. Jesus Christ cannot lie. That's why we honor him by recognizing his birthday all around the world. We honor him by recognizing his death, burial, and resurrection, which we did a few weeks ago. The whole world. Now, everybody does not worship him, but most people do, or they at least recognize him as the Savior of the world. Now, if we believe in him that much, that Walmart shuts down on Christmas, then you need to believe his word is here. If you believe the loving words that he said, and he said many, you need to believe these words as loving words as well. He is not telling you about hell because he hates you. He is telling you about hell because he loves you. And he does not want you to go there. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And Jesus Christ does not play games. He is not... Uh, Trying to scare you uh, In order to get you saved and then tell you later. Oh, uh, uh, I Didn't mean it. I just wanted to scare you to get saved. No, he doesn't do that And that's one of the main jobs that I have is to help you to understand. Yes, God is loving extremely loving Jesus is extremely loving But they do not play And if you reject their love, then you will pay the price forever in hell. And that's a fact. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off, Jesus Christ said. It is better for you to enter, halt, into life. That is without uh, one foot. A foot cut off or amputated. Than having two feet to be cast into hell, what Jesus is saying to you is better for you to believe in Him and trust in Him and go to heaven with one foot and one hand, than to go to hell with both feet and both hands. That's how bad hell is. You'll be you'll be better off going to heaven with an amputated hand and an amputated foot than to go to hell with both feet and both hands into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast Into hell fire. Where the worm dieth not. And the fire is not quenched. That's one of the many sermons. That Jesus Christ preached about hell. Now. uh, It's up to you. To believe what he said. Or not. And if I were you. In light of this sermon. That Jesus preached. I would go ahead and get saved. By believing in him. Hell. Is real. Hell is hot. Hell is full of torment, and hell is forever. Get saved from hell. Hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. The same Jesus Christ, who warned you about hell and who preached that message on hell, said the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world when he said in John 3.16 one night, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is perish in hell, but have everlasting life. And all you have to do according to him is believe in him call on his name and hear a savior, Romans ten nine and 13. It says it very clearly, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. That is it, folks. You can't join the church to get saved. You can't get baptized to get saved. You can't shake the preacher's hand to get saved. You can't give any money to get saved. The salvation is a free gift. Jesus Christ finished it and paid it all. All to him we owe. He paid our sin debt. And all you have to do is believe in him. And yes, it is easy to do so. Just have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and his gospel. That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for our sins. He paid our sin debt, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. If you're willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for your soul's salvation, I will assist you and praying the sinner's prayer repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart believing in your heart in none other in nobody else including yourself but Jesus Christ let's pray holy father god i admit that i am a sinner And that I have sinned in your sight many times. I understand that I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. lord jesus christ please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today please fill me with your holy spirit and help me to hate sin like you do and help me to love righteousness help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, my dear friend, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. If you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today as your Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the disciple that Jesus Christ wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that in to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's all stand for our closing prayer. Uh, If the Lord tells us it's coming and we live, I cannot promise you this, but I may be back around uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, uh, with a prophecy uh, message uh, and presentation. but uh, if not, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow, if the Lord tells his coming, and we live. And uh, make sure that you pray without ceasing, that you meditate on God's word, that you understand that God's grace is all about righteousness, holiness, and uh, godliness in your behavior, in your individual life, in your family life, in your church life, and your life in the world. I call it the system of grace. And it has nothing to do with allowing you to sin. In the system of grace, God will forgive you if you sin, but He would rather for you not to sin against Him. That's why Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead. And if you love sin more than you love the Lord, you're on your way to hell and you need to get saved. And so uh, make sure you pray without ceasing. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And Lord, we thank you for this time together. And Lord, we pray that millions of souls will get saved from the preaching of your gospel and that your holy name will be glorified and Jesus Christ exalted. Now, Lord, as we depart from this place today, help us all to pray without ceasing. Help us to meditate on your holy word, read your holy word, study your holy word, obey your holy word. Revive us all again who are saved. Save those who are lost. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And for his sake. Amen. God bless you dear friends. Until next time. Now dear friend if you are with us today. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. John 3.16 states. For God so loved the world. These are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross. For our sins, however, our lies, our uh, stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our uh, disrespect and dishonor and disobedience, and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our uh, taking God's name in vain, and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today, so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans ten nine and 13 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody, at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, And Lord, I I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past. And to truly repent of my sins present. And to turn from my evil life. And to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Mm. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me, and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell, and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, Uh, And this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.